Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back and welcome into the studio again, depending on how you're listening. Uh, Welcome back to the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats on a special Tuesday episode. Uh, Again, as always, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined in studio by your favorite co-hoster, Mass Singer Aficionado. You know everything he's known for. I don't get to stare into his eyes, though, as much anymore. Mr. Jeremy Boucher, how are you? You can always stare him out. You just got to tilt your head a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You might just... have a little neck pain in a, in a day or two, but... Uh, you know what? It's worth it. It is. It is very much worth it. Same to you, Adam. You know? Thank you. I never think I've ever looked into your eyes and you know <laughs> felt such a connection, you know? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, great to be back. Uh couple uh, we have a couple flexes that we're going to mention on the on the show this week that uh, I think we're both proud of yes uh, yep. that uh, we can we can take away from our uh, most recent uh, three games and uh, I think uh, uh, you know maybe we'll make the the times and transcript uh, if, we, <laughs> if we start commenting uh, negatively about the team uh, because apparently when you say, when you're a podcast and you say bad things about your own team, uh, you make it in the media. Uh, so that's that's news to us because uh, you know the last thing we want is for a show to be completely fluff and and hundred percent homerish. We have yep. to criticize. Uh, we're here to compliment and criticize. That's what the people want. We're the and, people's show. Uh, that's um, so yeah. Maybe if we make a few comments about the team on on the show this week, we'll be uh, we'll be in the Times and Transcript next week, or have you know the CBC or Global <laughs> or CTV cameras in our faces uh, chasing us down Main Street after a game. Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> hopefully not. It's uh, yeah. It that's that is very true. It's uh, you know we don't want to be all fluff. We're trying to be honest, and I think in three years we've been pretty honest when. Uh, when honesty is needed. But, uh, yeah, what a difference a week makes. I think last week we were suns out, guns out. This week we're uh, heat on, toques on, uh, snow. The hoodies are back, the hoodies yeah. are back on, the pants, yeah. uh, the pants yeah. are back on. Uh, not to say that I wasn't wearing any you know, pants. pants. Before, yeah. uh, I was wearing shorts. But, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, climate change, I guess, if you want to put it that way. And uh, that's, you know, welcome to the Maritimes. If you want to know what the weather is, just uh, wait 15 Perfect. minutes. And uh, you're you're bound to get something different. Welcome to a fall spring. This is your week of fall spring, and we're back to regular uh, winter. But well, it's not quite. We're almost over. But uh, Hell's Kitchen. That man, that was a crushing elimination. Um, Nikki was eliminated. They got into the black jackets. Six of them left. Five jackets. Uh, there was the taste test. Nikki was just one ingredient away from getting one of the first Mary Lou got the first one Declan got the second one Nikki was just about there and ends up uh getting eliminated and I'm a little pissed I wanted Amber out uh I think I think Amber can lead a kitchen more than Nikki probably could like to win it total I don't think either mm-hmm. one of them are going to win it but mm-hmm. I just I, Nikki's grown so much and had the ab- admiration of uh Gordon that I just I wanted her to stay she has a very bright future ahead of her. Yeah, uh, I don't think this is the last that you uh, you hear of her. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know one of these days she has her own cooking cooking show on 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 the Food Network or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, she's just uh, she's just way too talented, and uh, you know to think that she's only been cooking for like something like two years and she made it this far, uh, unbelievable. Uh, she's uh, she's got like I said, really really 
bright future ahead of her. I'm glad Gordon let her keep her jacket. She, it's well-deserved. You yeah, don't see that very it, often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're into the final five. Uh, going to be an exciting last uh, last few weeks. Pretty unbelievable prize she got too, eh? Did you hear what he gave her? Something about a trip around the world or something like that? She or? can fly to any any. He'll fly her to any of his restaurants for as long as she wants. Hey, Sign bad. me up. I'll take it. Sign me I up. I will take it. Uh, I've I've never been to a Gordon. I've been I debated going to the one in Vegas, but I never went to not not the one on the show, the the one before. Uh, but haven't been there. But I would love to be flown to one of his restaurants. Uh, do you ever watch his other show? His twenty four hours. Oh, or twenty four hours to hell and back. Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, I'm just a big Gordon Ramsay fan. Yeah. Um, you so. seen his? You seen his TikToks? Speaking of which, you can find the Wildcast podcast on TikTok. We might not be there on a lot, but we are on there now. Uh, with, his, with his daughter. With his daughter. Yeah, that yeah. was a really good one where she does the whole water bottle water thing, egg yeah. trick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if my if my daughter ever did that to me. She, <laughs> you know, probably be kicked out. Uh, no, twenty four hours to hell and back is good. Master Chef is bad. Uh, is good. Um, I think he's got one called Hotel Hell as well. Yeah, the hotel uh, one's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's got. He used to have that one. I like the original Master Chef more than Master Chef Canada. Yes, I yeah. uh, there. There's one of the cooks on there. I just I find he's too like ah. Uh, speaking of Gordon Ramsay and his daughters, and if your daughter did that to TikTok, you're a pretty busy boy. Dance dad, swimming dad. Yeah, everything dad. Uh, dance dad, swimming dad, uh, soccer dad. This summer, uh, it's just. Y- we can't let her stay cooped up, right? Yeah. It's you, yeah, you yeah. gotta get out there and, and get your kids into into you know activities and, and stuff like that. So yeah, she's starting some hip hop next month. Uh, and as I uh, pointed out on my Twitter, if uh, if she's got any you know, if she got the moves like her like her father, she's gonna be just fine. <laughs> uh, hopefully she doesn't I know she's already a better swimmer than I am because I'm a terrible swimmer. Oh, yeah? Uh, I can't even... I can barely tread water. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and soccer, well, you know, uh, I was cut from the the grade 8 team at uh, Sunnybrae Middle School, <laughs> even though I could kick a ball a mile. So, uh, Damn you, Sunnybrae. Yeah. Screw you, Wildcats. <laughs> the the Sunnybrae. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not negative about the team. Um when you get into dance competitions, be ready to be confused and not have any idea what's going on. Uh, Haley was in dance for 14 years. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how they... It One one competition, it was gold, silver, bronze. One competition, it was high score, low score, mid score. Like it was, I just don't understand it. So get ready to be confused, but proud of your daughter for getting up on stage and doing what she does. If they have the funky cold Medina, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll kill it. I'll get it right up in there. Nice. All right, uh, Big Brother 4. Our Big Brother Canada episode four was, I don't know, are they Wednesdays, Sundays? I don't even know what days they are. I don't watch them live. I just PVR them. Oh, do you? Okay. Is Tara uh, still there? Yep. Nice. Yeah, yeah, she's around. Still alive. Uh, so what happened this week? Uh, what happened this week? So I don't think I've watched it yet. So I think it was, um, I believe the head of household was Sunday night. Anyways, mm-hmm. they did a different kind of head of household this week. Okay. So it was an invisible head of household. So it was a competition where some rocks would fall down from, like, not the sky, but whatever, the house or whatever. <laughs> and you'd be in these cubicles and you'd be tapping every time you count, every time you see a rock kind of uh, fall or land or whatever. And the one that's closest to the correct number without going over is a new head of household. But it's not announced that you're the, that you're the winner. You okay. kind of have to keep it to yourself. So your nominations are uh, are secret. Um, 
you can play in the POV as a, as a secret. You can actually compete in next week's head of household as well, which is usually the head of household that's to sit out. So it's a pretty big one. Uh, I'm sorry, Adam. I know you're going to ask me about this, but I didn't watch the episode yet. Uh, but I do kind of have an idea. I've been reading the spoilers. Okay. Um, so uh, Victoria Spicy V uh, is a how to, how to household. She nominated... I can't remember. This is a really bad spot for me right now. Um, it's all good. Austin and Brayden. Yes, Austin and Brayden. My boy Rohan won the power of veto. Nice. Uh, decided to keep the nominations the same. Um, so we're going to see either Austin or Brayden uh, leave the Big Brother Canada house this week. So uh, I'm sure the POV episode hasn't been aired yet so if you're a i probably should have said this beforehand spoiler alert <laughs> um i just basically told you what's going to happen on the next episode without so, indicating it was a spoiler <laughs> before i gave it away <laughs> so yeah maybe we'll put a caption on there if you haven't seen it skip to seven minutes uh the show i do know that you've seen is mass singer yes we are back to group a we had the russian dolls seashell robopine and raccoon who we found out was Danny Trio, uh, I mean, it's so silly. Once they take off their mask, you're like, oh, yeah. I, I was kind of thinking Chuck Norris. Was like, I don't know why, but I just, I had no idea who the raccoon was. I just know he couldn't sing. And Terrible thank, singer. Thank God it wasn't like, uh, I think it was Banana last year or uh, Gronk, the tiger, that just kept going on the performances yeah, but couldn't sing. Just like energy just that, enough. Yeah, he got the votes because of the yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know who, I don't, I couldn't tell you that guy's name I, I know his face yeah, yeah i only know him as rose's dad from brooklyn 99 right uh I, kn- I didn't know his real name uh but yeah when he was on mass i was like okay that's his real name cool uh <laughs> you're also a terrible singer so yeah get out of the competition yeah exactly thankfully they got that one right um you're finally on board with my hansen guest though i was until we saw the new latest clue yeah which was wait till they bring a fourth member um and so like I said to you, because we go back and forth. He usually watches it first, then I catch up, and I'm like, oh, it's this person. Um, the clue was wait till we get our fourth member in there, and there was one other one clue that uh, – the glue that bonds us uh, cracked hard. There was one time that cracked hard. I'm going to go a little off what you said for, I think, Piglet, Nick Lachey, uh, but I'm going to go with 98 Degrees. There's four of them. They've got that harmony. They were the pop band back in the day. Um, the the cracked hard, you know, maybe it was his breakup with Jessica Simpson. It was very publicized. If we if we find a chicken of the sea clue, then we'll know no, that give it away. Yeah, it'll yeah. give it away. But get away, get away, get away now. <laughs> I was on board with Hanson, and and then it just that that wait till they feel our see our fourth member, or find out our fourth member. I was like, I started thinking of other things and pop four members. Uh, 98 degrees. I mean, they got brothers, Nick Lachey and his brother in that band. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning with the Russian dolls, but they're they're tough. I'm sticking with my Hanson guess. I think this fourth member clue is just a throw off. Okay. Um, it could be just a clue because maybe they've I forget I forget the songs that they've had. It's been so long, but maybe it's something to do with uh, a song that they had with another artist back in the day that was like yeah. you know featuring so yeah, and so yeah. and uh, I'm sticking with Hanson. Uh, I unless they're physical, somebody physically comes out another 
costume. Like you see four dolls. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Okay. Uh, that's that's just uh, I, I. When you're a '90s kid like me, you know Hanson. Like you know their. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and to to me, this is 100% Hanson. Okay. Um. Any other? So we got a wild card. It was Orca. I thought it was a shark, but it was Orca. Um. Now when I say I thought it was a shark. There was the Jaws music, and you could see the fin. So the little commercial things, I thought was it ended up being an orca. Um, I got nothing for seashell or robopine. Like I said, I said, uh, who did I say last week? Mandy Moore, but Layla informed me that she just had a child, so that's yeah. out. Um, I, I I have no idea on those ones. Um, and orca, I'm gonna go with uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, I've been, I've been. There was a lot Praying of for him a, to be yeah, on the show. Yeah, there was a lot for... of New York clues. There mm-hmm. was a lot like on a boat, Lonely Island, right? Um, Saturday Night Live. You got to start. His voice kind of sounded similar, so that's I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Andy Samberg for for Orca. I'm on the Adam Sandler train. Okay, for Orca, um, with the was it Robo Robo Pine? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm feeling some Jamie Fox. Finally. Yeah, five seasons. You think he's on the show? Yeah, I think uh, I'm feeling some Jamie Fox here, uh, and the seashell. I have absolutely no idea, but she is one hell of a singer. Yeah, so that's my uh, my quick recap of, of last uh, <laughs> week's episode of. I liked. Mass I can't singer. remember who sang it, who said it, but I didn't mind the Jennifer Love Hewitt because she used to be on Kids Incorporated mm-hmm. way back in the day, and mm-hmm. there was something about a superhero, and she's on the nine one one show right. yes so really good show yeah watch both it. of them yeah the texas one as well as that one so yeah i mean that's our uh that's our we're into week four i guess the show so group b uh piglet fee uh piglet grandpa monster chameleon black swan and a wild card we got no idea um but if you want to I guess we don't really tweet on Mass Singer, but maybe we will at some. Maybe we'll TikTok about that stuff. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Monk to Wildcast on Instagram and at Wildcast Podcast. No quick question this week, um, so let's just get to news and notes from around the league. News and notes from around the queue. Well, we're getting more hockey, so that's always a positive. It's mm-hmm. the same teams, but we're getting more hockey. Uh, April 6th, 7th, the Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, here at home against Bathurst and then St. John. Sunday, April 11th against St. John and Wednesday, April 14th against Bathurst. Right up until that date, they're really hoping that that bubble opens up and that a certain zone in the north doesn't uh, affect this bubble that we are all desperately hoping for. Yeah, that's uh about that. They haven't officially pushed it back. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, this Atlantic bubble is supposed to open on uh April 19th and uh we're sitting here you know in zones 1 2 3 4 5 and 6 uh we're sitting pretty. Uh no, sorry. I messed that up. I will gladly correct myself. <laughs> Uh, one, two, three, five, six, and seven are gladly, happily sitting pretty. Yeah. Uh, zone four is, um, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> how can I put this in a nice way? Um, having, uh, difficulties controlling the, uh, spread of COVID-19, which, uh, look, we're not, we're not, um, we're not pissed off at them or anything like that. Um, we here have had our own 
share of uh, outbreaks, uh, so we know how it feels. Uh, zone four, I mean, I don't know what's leading to it. Maybe all the, you know, you have a lot of. It's just so close to the U.S. border. It's so yeah. close to the Quebec border that, you know, you got people probably crossing the border every day for work to 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 go work in Maine or to go work in Quebec, and they're, uh, you know, those are are, you know, largely infected areas and. You know they're bringing it back home, and it's just tough. Uh, it's really tough. Um, so we're we're hoping that uh, you know we're that you can pull through here and up in zone four, and you know get us all back to to a yellow, so we can go through with this bubble. Uh, but yeah, like like you said, uh, Adam, we've got a schedule up until April eighteenth, and the bubble's supposed to open on the nineteenth. So we will uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's not much real news going on in the league. Um, what's his name? Dubé. Alex Dubé was suspended four games for his hit from behind on Sam McKinney. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, a lot floating out there. Nothing malicious about that hit. Um, it's a fast game. We've seen the hit many times. Um, obviously, they took many, many precautions with McKinney as they should. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people in that rink that were worried and I bet, uh, Dubé was one of them. So, um, no ill will to him. Obviously it's, it's a fast moving game and, you know, he probably feels just as bad and, and put his team down being suspended for, for four games, um, as well. QMJHL had their team of the week, Pelche for the four year, Cote for the Voltageur and Xavier Perrant for the Phoenix, uh, in the division, Jackson Bellamy from the Titan was on the, on that team which, I mean, he had a pretty good week. Uh, Jordan Spence for the four-year, and Jonathan Lemieux, my goaltender in the expansion draft, which I did uh, I did end up taking on both both accounts. Uh, yeah, I like to throw a flag on that one, <laughs> uh, demand a recount. Uh, no, it's... Uh, stop the count, demand stop, a recount. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stop the fraud. No, it was, it was actually a fun game, uh, and uh, Aiden Northcott actually... Uh, messaged me a couple days after the show was released and said he wants to see a uh, legit expansion draft where we don't just pick superstars. Um, so teaser for the season finale. What's that? We build a team. We build a team. Yeah. Uh, so teaser for the season finale. Uh, we're going to do a actual expansion draft where uh, every team uh, in the queue can only protect uh, four forwards, 3D, and a goalie. And all the others are, are up for grabs. So uh, we'll do that on, uh, say, the season finale. Yeah, that's a good one. And, uh, we'll work on it for now. Like, yeah. As we get we'll, up and we'll start. Yeah. Uh, I think what it, it's uh, so 16 year olds will automatically be protected. Yeah. Uh, and so, any other players, any 19 year olds that will be going into their 20 year old season, uh, you know, uh, those will be up for grabs as well. So, like, example, like you look at Moncton, you, you would protect uh, Dao. Uh, you would put, uh, you would protect, um, Langwall, maybe just age wise, Langwall, pr- Langwall, uh, protect, uh, Pilot and, uh, protect, uh, it's, it's tough cause you don't have a piece of paper in front of you right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, protect, uh, to protect Langwall, uh, protect, uh, Pilot, uh, protect, uh, I, I don't know, a, a Sam McKinney, um, you don't have to protect Philion because he's 16. 16. Yeah. Uh, you don't so have to protect so Loshing or protect, Maybe protect Sheehan, maybe. 
uh, Sheehan or, or, or Demadia maybe. Yeah. Um, so just we'll uh, we'll pick uh, you know four forwards and three D and a goalie from every team. Kind of have to go off the go off the preseason rosters because it'd be pretty tough to know the fifty yeah. protected to pick yeah, all these for young sure. guys, right? Uh, and a team like Valdor is gonna be tough because they you know most of their players are <laughs> yeah. are, are not yeah. gonna be in the league next year. But obviously, like someone like Felix Puckett and Justin Robida, uh, Jonathan Lemieux will be protected. I was as say goalie. we might have to get to a point where we just protect five players. Doesn't yeah. matter goalie, yeah. forward, defense. Five players, that's it, and and go from there. So it's, it'll be fun. That'll be the season finale, and uh, at that point, you just can vote on uh, whether the uh, Grammy Predators or the Trois Rivier Aces <laughs> will have much better luck uh, going into the the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season. Yeah, I popped up to Twitter. The Aces were fifty six to forty four with only eighteen votes. So come on, people, vote. And then uh, should have been retweeting it every day. I should have been. I'm not very good at this Twitter stuff. And then Instagram Rookie. was I I'm learning. Uh, Instagram was sixty five percent to thirty five percent for a trial we air. So now I went with the more veteran laden team. So I think that helped my votes because you got to put butts in the seats, man. Got to put butts in the seats. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. All right, just uh, nice. <laughs> just uh, yeah, is this the time we want to flex? Flex a little bit. Flex a little flex bit. A little bit. Uh, so on last week's show, we did say that in three games we wanted three points. Yep, we got it. Yes, we, we did. got it. Um, also, yesterday, it's not uh, very often it works out for us like that. Well, it's correct. Let's be honest. If we you're a longtime listener, smart. if you're a longtime listener, doesn't always work out. Yeah. Second flex. Uh, this one's more you, Adam. Uh, so when it came to Sunday's game on your, I think, at Twitter and the Instagram, you said it's the perfect-looking lineup to end a four-game losing streak. Yeah. And it was. It was. It absolutely was. So a couple flexes to uh, to start off the weekly we run. <laughs> Again, it's it, they're few and far between. But uh, so, yeah, 1-1 one, one, and 1-1, one, 0-1. One, oh, one. Uh, they fall to 8-10, for 4 Good enough for fifth place, and we would host the Cape Breton Eagles in a one-round knockout game with, depending on the bubble, A, we might not even play them. B, we haven't played them at all this season. So. Which would be hilarious. Yeah. Like a one-game knockout against a team he that you've never, never played. played this season. You played them in the preseason, and the rosters are completely different. So, uh, yeah, 6-5. Uh, OT loss up in Bathurst on Wednesday night. This was, again, I said it in the the... News of the week. Uh, this one was kind of marred by the the the, the hit from behind, um, but this was a game that Moncton was struggling to find their feet. And if it's not for that five minute penalty, I'm not sure if the comeback cats get that major point because no. that was a big mm-hmm. that was a big turn. They were just they were trying to get their legs and. They just couldn't find them, and that was that was the that was the big turning point. Hundred percent. And you have to anytime that happens, anytime you you know you have a five minute penalty or sorry five minute power play, yeah. Or you know you, you lose a player uh, to injury <laughs> via stretcher, uh, yeah. as as uh, as as that's what happens. You have to take advantage, and, and Moncton did. Like it was. Uh, I really don't think without that hit, they come away with a point in this game. 
uh, it was a um, what uh, they used to do uh, the TSN Turning Point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they still do that on on Sports Center or not, but uh, that was clearly the TSN Turning Point. Uh, so you got a couple. Uh, you know, you had. Uh, that hit, and then a goal from uh, from Langlaw on the power play, and then Hudson on the power play. Uh, got the game to overtime, and and you know we got that one point. Would have been nice to get that second. Uh, Would have been nice to win that game after that ridiculous glove save that yeah, Cornish made. That somehow wasn't the cue of the night highlight of the yeah, night. They were falling for asleep. Fell asleep. Like, the, I know the Wildcats tweeted uh, if they watched the rest of the the game because yeah. of that save or something like that. Yeah, but I yeah. They, that they was were close, a but ridiculous glove save. Uh, anytime that happens, you know they, the cliche is that uh, big yeah. save at one end always leads to a, a big goal at the other. But uh, it just wasn't the case. But hey, we'll take the point. Uh, and I think it's uh, you know anytime you can go into Bathurst and get a point or or two or mm-hmm. you know anytime you can compete with with teams like uh, like like Bathurst and St John, it's it's. Uh, you know, you may not always get two points, but it's a win. It's a, it's a team win. Uh, so that's that's just my my quick recap on the game. Uh, this team is uh, also falling apart. <laughs> yeah. uh, this young team is getting younger as yeah, the it's um, the the Wildcats tweeted out like another night, another debut, another, debut. another night, another debut. Like it, it's. It's getting it's getting tough, but they still continue to find a way to to stay in these games and uh, and cause these teams headaches, right? Um, can't say the same for the you know the game against uh, St. John that we can maybe uh, we can trans yeah. transition into at this point, but uh, you know, it, it, see that uh, that game was uh, I, I wouldn't label it as a butt kicking. Uh, it wasn't a butt kicking. A butt kicking was when Bathurst kicked St. John's butt the night after. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a butt kicking. This was, to me, St. John being the team that they should be. Yep. Uh, finally seeing the Sea Dogs being the Sea Dogs, and j- just the the Wildcats being, you know, outmatched and and. Uh, outmatched and you know overpowered and everything like that like it was it was a tough scenario or or to go into i just don't think we had a there not to say that we didn't have a chance in that game but it was one of those games where you just from the get-go didn't have a strong feeling about it it was the it was the little brother big brother game like you know when your big brother Mm -hmm you're playing video games or you're playing basketball or whatever. And your big brother's like, yeah, you can get some points and yeah, we'll hang around. And I think for the first 20 minutes and you know, uh, one of the callers on the show, uh, the post game show, Dave said the turning point was the three penalties in the first period, that three power plays that we had. Um, but it just looked like Moncton was hanging around. And then after 20 minutes, St. John was like, you know what? Enough of this shite. Mm-hmm. It, like we are supposed to dominate this team. Let's get out there and dominate this team. Four shots for Moncton in the second period. I don't know how they got eight shots in the third period. Um, you know, and we talked about it going into it. We were going to miss Jake Stewart for what Jake Stewart does. And St. John won 40 of 55 faceoffs. Mm-hmm. Like they absolutely controlled it for a young hockey club. 
good luck when you're chasing the puck. And it just St. John and I came on the the post game and said it was an an ace kicking. It it wasn't so much an ace kicking as it was dominant. Is that what I'm supposed to say? I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, butt kicking, ass kicking, ace whatever. Kicking? Okay. I just like saying ace kicking. Um, it just yeah, it looked like St. John was just like enough. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. dominate you, and I don't know what that's gonna mean for the game tomorrow night or tonight, but it just looked like St. John had had enough, and Moncton just couldn't get anything going at all. I sensed like when when Dominic LeBlanc had that shorthanded goal which I thought was going to be kind of a game changer. Mm-hmm. And then St. John came down and, and, you know, retook the lead a minute, less than a minute later, and then got another one right after, right after that. Yeah. Those are, those are, uh, you know, that shorthand goal should have been, should have put that momentum in Moncton's way, but you know, you get, uh, you give up a quick goal right after that one. And another one right after that, you just yeah. can't rebound. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's great that Hudson got a goal with 11 seconds left. I think continue his, his streak, point yeah. streak, right? But uh, you just uh, when you give up two a goal like that, you know, a, a short end goal always lifts the team up, and then you literally on the next shift, you know, you give the lead right back, and then it felt like Moncton was lucky to get that goal. Like without that, not lucky to get that goal. Sorry, without that shorthanded goal. And him playing the puck the way he did and making and that mistake off the wall, I don't even know if they get they might just get the Hudson goal. Like I don't think they would have scored for the rest of the night. They were mm. they were being outplayed and it looked exactly like we looked last year. I'm kinda glad Philion didn't play. Right? Like this, I I, it, I thought this I thought this was the game he was gonna mm. play because he hadn't played St. John. It's probably a good thing he didn't play. Not that DLC played bad. I mean the Leighton Crothers goal was off uh Pavin off Pilot's skate. Like there's nothing you can do there. That was kind of the backbreaker um 30, 40 seconds after the Brady Burns goal. But it just it felt like Moncton was kind of lucky to get the a bounce and you know, Shediac sniper does what he does. He sniped it. But uh, uh, yeah, I felt they were lucky to get that one. I'm liking this uh I'm gonna chime in here, but I'm liking this chemistry with with LeBlanc and, and Danielle. Mm-hmm. Um because last season, uh not last season, sorry, last season. Yeah, last yeah, season. Yeah, last season. Um, they were line mates with the uh, with the Moncton Flyers. So these two play really good, and uh, I'm going to again transition into the. This it's almost next like game. you tweeted like we're, that. We're, it's almost like you tweeted that out. Into this, yes. right? It's uh, um, they connected again. Uh, yeah. You know, in uh, in Bathurst uh, on Sunday afternoon. Um, so uh, Dan Lacroix, uh, don't break these two up. Uh, <laughs> please keep them together. There's uh, something good going on here. And uh, I just want to point out that I'm not com- I'm not doing a McKenna uh, Alexi Danielle comparison here, other than the number, other than the number. But that goal he scored in Bathurst just reminded me so much of a McKenna goal, right? Um, it's just to me. I, look, I'm not saying that Danielle is going to put up the same numbers McKenna did. If he did, bonus, friggin' great. <laughs> um, but I'm just seeing like just the right shot. The number, uh, just so many things that that just make me excited to watch him, uh, you know, for the next few seasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I guess we'll move into that uh, unless you have anything to chime in about that St. John game because Darcy. Yeah, Thomas Darcy making his debut. Yeah. Um, Coach Lacroix came out and said it. He he made he had practiced with the team once. 
Um, he had made good plays. He was getting more physical as the game went on. Uh, you know, first of all, big ups to the coaching staff. It is easy to coach a superstar laden team like we had last year. This is where he's earning his money. And, you know, this team is, you know, like we've said in this thing, in this thing, uh, I really, I didn't notice Darcy in the game against St. John, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, I saw him make a couple of good plays uh, down and behind the net where our, where we are in 121. He was pretty vocal uh, in reversing the puck and things like that. He didn't stand out as a, a young guy that made a big mistake. He didn't make any superstar great plays. He was just, he was just good for his first game, getting his first feet wet. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, does he remind you of any uh, current Wildcat defenseman? Justin Dion. 100%. Uh, there's so much. Spoiler uh, alert. We could That ties in later. Jeremy's getting this transition <laughs> thing going. <laughs> that might be. That. Spoiler alert, maybe later. Once we hit the YouTube, <laughs> I, 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 make my sound sound, yeah. I make myself seem better uh, at this than I than I really am. But oh, he's just got that. Uh, and Tristan DeYoung, actually, in, in uh, the post-game article after that game in, uh, in, in St. John, uh, very, uh, very strong compliments of uh, of Thomas Darcy. Uh, same thing with Jacob Hudson. Had some very, very positive words about his about his play. Very poised with the puck. Uh, you know, makes the right choice with his with his shots. Uh, when he shoots the puck, he doesn't uh, you know wrist it, wrist it into a defender's shin pads. You mm-hmm. know, he's he's finding a lane, uh, yeah. which you know which is going to be a, a good. Uh, <laughs> you can't complain. Uh, anytime you can find a defenseman that gets shots through, uh, you're, you're going to get rebounds and you're going to get goals. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I have I have absolutely nothing to say, uh, nothing wrong to say about Darcy. Um, you know, moving into that game against Bathurst, just uh, I tweeted it out. It was an afternoon of firsts, right? Yeah. Um, Nathan Casey with his first Q goal. We had Thomas Darcy with his first Q goal. Uh, Vincent Fillion with his first Q win. Uh, this was a total team effort. Like this was a, one of those games where you just, you know, this, this is a game where if they can come out and if they have a a very strong first few minutes against St. John tonight, I think we'll, I think we'll see a different result from that game uh, against St. John last week. Uh, But just getting into that game, um, stellar, stellar power play. For the Wildcats, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is the performance that uh, a Vincent Fillion performance that we're going to see from him for for a few years down the road. Sign me up. Yeah, he was uh, really solid. Uh, I think thirty six of thirty nine. Um, you know, his uh, didn't have a fantastic goals against average and same percentage after that first game, but did did it ever improve? Something um, like eight. It was. Uh, this is the guy that we're that we're gonna have uh, leading the net for uh, for at least the next three years, you'd think. Uh, so this is uh, you know if you questioned his ability after the first game, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. This is uh, this is uh, the real uh, the real Vincent Filion, and you you just can't say anything bad about the effort. Like it was, they were all there, and going into that game, I felt. I felt strangely confident. Like if that's a weird way of putting it. No, I'm with you. Though. And I just had a really good feeling about the game. And I don't know, maybe it ties into the fact that we already had that one point going into the game and you had to get that uh mm-hmm. to get the that win one. to yeah. to 
to basically get what we asked for on the show. But <laughs> I just I felt weirdly confident, um, which I mean doesn't happen very often. You know, you last season, you know, you'd go to the rink and expect the team to win, yeah. right? Um, but I just I just felt really good, and uh, I'm glad they I'm glad they got the win. Chalk up another uh, injury to the list. Uh, actually, maybe two. Um, so we'll see what uh, see how that happens. Yeah. Currently, with uh, with Nason with uh, Nason uh, Casey in the lineup, we're at ten forwards, and uh, so yeah, we we uh, seem to have lost uh, Dau in that game. We seem to have lost Connor Richard in that game. Oh, did we? I missed yeah, because he got when he got cross checked in the uh, into the uh, goalpost. Oh yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. he didn't play the rest of the game. He that just sat legal cross check in yeah, the post. Yeah, that uh, that non call cross check. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So he was on the bench for the rest of the game, and uh, apparently he uh, hurt himself as well. Cool. Um, cool. So yeah, with uh, without Nason Casey, we are currently at nine forwards, which is a. Uh, so we're gonna play a game here, Adam. Who's the <laughs> next call up? We were we were gonna play a game. Uh, yeah, it was gonna be a quick question. Then I completely forgot about it, and I looked over. And I'm like, oh, we could play Who this game. Who is the next call up to can... make their QMJHL <laughs> debut or come back to the lineup? <laughs> uh, before we move into that, oh, what? Uh, I well, was I know, I, was I know, I just three. just the game. Uh, you know, a young team has to learn how to win, and up four three. Matias Kluche from Wildcast Wildcat of the Week to uh, not a good hit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a just a bit like I know what he's trying to do and just just can't have it. Just can't have it, especially uh, with two minutes left. And you know, like I tweeted, you keep playing with fire, you're gonna get burned. And they keep they kept giving Bathurst power plays. Somehow a cross check to the back into the post wasn't a power play. Somehow. Uh, hit from behind again, and that is a power play. Um, you know, good on Coach Lacroix for eloquently coming out and and asking about that. Uh, we would start a GoFundMe if he was fined by the league. I don't know how much money he'd get, but but this was a young team that had to learn how to win, and they did that. And you know, now before we started the show, you were going to explain why Jacob Hudson's empty net goal. Was not a goal because uh, shocker for those on YouTube that are just getting out of the show. But for all the listeners, I don't speak French. I watched it on uh, Rogers TV in French. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Yeah. Here's what I heard. The names. That's what I understood. <laughs> and and boo for goal. That's it. That's about it. So <laughs> I'm getting ready to tweet the goal. I've I've taped it for the the Twitter, and all of a sudden I, I'm looking down and I look up and it's no goal and the. The face-offs at center ice, and Mr. Boucher, can you please explain why? Yes. Um, so when you look back at that goal, the Moncton Wild, the Moncton empty net goal, empty net goal, it's clearly not offside. It's clearly not offside. Yeah. Uh, it's not offside by a mile. Um, so yes, the you after the goal, you see the the referees kind of huddle together, grab the phone. And kind of do a conversation, and the Rogers announcer is saying, "Oh, maybe they're reviewing the empty net goal." Well, what are they reviewing? It wasn't outside. Yeah. So what they were doing was actually reviewing a a, a shot prior to Moncton's empty net goal, a a shot on the on on Filion that Bathurst thought went in or hit the post or something like that. Okay. So when the referees came out after the review and said no goal 
you see the reaction on the bathroom spence like, oh my God, you know, it's we have a chance here. There's 20 seconds left. We're only down by one. Right. No. They were actually saying no goal to the missed the hit, shot that hit the post oh, or okay, what, yeah, what yeah. Bathurst had requested the review for. That was the no goal. So that's so you, why the faceoff went to center. Exactly. Ice. So you and see, you see the reaction in the Bathurst bench, like, oh, you know, crap, we might have a chance here. There's 20 seconds left. We're only down by one goal. The crowd in Bathurst was like, ooh, you know, kind of the same reaction. We have a chance. We have a chance, but no, it was actually five three. Um, they were just reviewing the, uh, you know, what they thought uh, something that might have been reviewable before the empty net goal. Yeah, because what you know. When it when you're reviewing offsides, it's the linemen it's the linesmen that take the call. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the linesman on the call, and that's why I was like, "What do they re- like? What did they review?" Yeah. Oh, that's why. So yeah, that makes a were, lot more uh, sense. That's what they were reviewing, right? And um, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I thought they were reviewing the uh, the internet goal. I had to reach out to uh, Johnny Hockey Stick, uh, Johnny Hockey Stick up north, and Johnny uh, in trouble. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny and Marky, uh, yeah, uh, that was hilarious. Uh, I had to message him and be like, what, what the hell is this? And he explained it to me. He said, yo, they were actually reviewing a, uh, a play that what Bathurst wanted uh, yeah. when it looked at. So I actually, um, I, I thought about that and uh, I wondered, you know what, like if the Bathurst players thought that it was the empty net goal at, at uh, that they are waving off, and then they come down twenty, you know, and tie it, what they think tied up with twenty seconds left. It's uh, it almost brings you back to that um, that game where uh, was it As- no, was it Pelche or Aspro that got hit? Um, it was oh, in- yeah, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, where yeah, they Como. Yes, yes, yeah, where they uh, thought um, Aspro got hit, I believe. Yeah, and Pelche put it in the, into an empty net, and the and they knew it counted, and then. I forget. I it was a while ago. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I just would have laughed if uh, if Bathurst came down, you know, and scored, scored. and they thought they tied the game because the but TV said four three. Yes, still. it did. It didn't say five three. Yeah, so I would have laughed it was if because uh, it still would have been down five four, but they would have been pumped that they got that yeah, one. They point. would have thought they tied it up, right? So um, really confusing ending to the yeah. to the game. Um, but who cares? <laughs> you know, you, you want, got the two points. Got the two what. points. Got our three points in three games and. Uh, you know we're we're smiling, we're we're happy, we're respect to whoever's picking the three stars for picking uh, Zach Bigger for second star for Bathurst. Nothing against him, but uh, you know probably could have been other stars. <laughs> I mean, minus one. Well, nothing. Uh, that I mean, that seems to be the uh, could have gone Bastrash for the tip in. You know, <laughs> ben MacArthur. Nothing against him, but you know Nathan Casey scoring his first goal. Darcy getting his first end game winner. But anyways, let's move on to who's going to be called up and who might be back in the lineup. Uh, so Neil had the article as we get into the games uh, tonight against St. John. Um, Neil had the article about a month ago, 12 players that uh, are available for call-up. So let's take the old pen. Nathan Casey, check. Yep, you're in. You're in. Thomas Darcy, check. You're in. Miles Mueller, check. Mm, he's been here. Possibly. What? Check. He's you're been here. here. Yeah. Um... Who do we have left? Tristan Sanchez from the Moncton Flyers. Yeah. Tristan Sanchez. Uh, Matula. Matulu. Well, he's a defenseman. He's a defenseman. I but, don't know if we need a defenseman. But, we need three forwards. Yeah. <laughs> but Pavin can go up, right? Pavan can go up if we needed it, right? I don't think they would. I don't. I don't think they would do it. But you can shelter. I don't shelter. think they would call up Matulu just to Matulu just to put Pavin at forward. No. 
Um, uh, that's uh, pretty much it because we're pretty limited with the Dolomon. Yeah, Dolomon. Dolomon's in Grand Falls, yeah. and they're in the red now, so yep. he, he can't come. De Rose's in, in Edmonton. He's yep. in the red. He can't come. Uh, Brock Forsythe. Forsythe. He's in Amherst. He Amherst. can't come. <laughs> Ben Mercer, he's in... Uh, Dartmouth, he can't come. Yeah. Uh, your favorite, Dave Matthews. <laughs> Dave Matthews, yeah. Uh, Picto, um, he can't come. He can't come. So uh, Tristan Sanchez, Miles Mueller, Gavin Watt. Gavin Watt. Those are your uh, your, your choices. I, I think, uh, you know, just with the junior A experience, I think Gavin Watt would be one of them. Uh, Can we bring up Mueller? Because I want to see him play live. Yeah. Like, if Miles. you want to talk about, you know, having to see the same teams over and over again, it's about our roster. And let's see, let's see Miles Mueller live. I wouldn't be against it, right? The guy who I thought would never play a game in the queue suddenly <laughs> has two in two weeks. So, yeah, uh, yeah I would be against that. Um, but I, at the same time, I don't know. It's like, what are they going to do? It's You're going to need at least two forwards. Look, we don't know. Nothing's official. Uh, we don't know how Dao is feeling. We don't know how Richard is feeling. They could be ready to go. Yeah. Maybe Richard. I'm not too confident about, about Dao. No, I'll put that out there. that looked tough. That looked um, tough. You know, it's Barbashev's probably another five days from being uh, able to return. Come on, really? Yeah, LaBelle's probably another week or two. What part of day-to-day doesn't he understand? Day-to-day. It's <laughs> yesterday. It's tonight. I mean, obviously, just we're working towards playoffs. So yeah. these these games... Playoffs? Yeah. These uh, games don't... But, yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know, uh, maybe Gavin Watt and... You know, Tristan Sanchez is right right here in the backyard. Um, so maybe he gets his Q debut. Keep with the uh, with the with the tradition of getting a debut in a, a debut a week kind of thing. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, I guess uh, probably around four four thirty uh, this afternoon. It's it's pretty impressive when you go to the uh, the queue and you look at Moncton's roster. Awful lot of stars on that. Uh, and by stars, I mean stars and rookie. Uh, <laughs> there's awful lot. What's the record for most rookies in a season, I wonder? I think we're breaking it. I think. Well, didn't St. John have it last year? Didn't they have like seven rookies in one game? Or seven 16-year-olds? Something like that they had to. St. John? Yeah. Oh, they've. I don't know what they're doing with their team. Uh, <laughs> two years ago, I think they might have had. Uh, they had it when you were on the show, and they had like seven seven or something rookies that they had to in one game because they just unreal. had so many injuries. Yeah. Like, um, I can't remember. They had at least five or six 16-year-olds yeah. in one game. Uh, but hey, those are they're experienced players now in the league, right? So, uh, they're getting the uh, the old job done. I don't know what to expect in this game. Um, we've right. seen everything in this in yeah. in this series with with this Saint team. John, like, like me, you know what this team's like? You know what Moncton's like? Like the Ottawa Senators. Right, they can go out and beat like a top team, like the I should, Calgary. Yeah, don't say Calgary's a top team. Uh, Calgary's not a top team. They can beat Toronto a couple times. T- to me, like uh, to me, St. John is a St. John's like a Calgary Flames, where they're so friggin' inconsistent. They can lose to the to the worst teams and they can beat the best teams. Um, Moncton's a lot like Ottawa, a lot of energy, a lot of young like a young group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they can they can surprise you, um, and it's just. <laughs> I don't know who to compare Bathurst to. Like it's uh, Winnipeg Jets, maybe Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, um, solid, a good goaltending, decent, uh, decent D, uh, some some good depth up front. Yeah, you know it's just, more <laughs> of a top six than a yeah. Yeah, these it's like it's it's funny to just compare these two teams, but yeah, Moncton's definitely Ottawa right now because well, you look at the series. I mean, St. John is and St. John and Moncton five three. St. John's got us five three. We're three four and one, mm-hmm. but I mean. I gotta go find the actual March games here. Where are they? There we are. 
5-4 St. John, 6-2 Moncton, 6-5 St. John, 5-2 Moncton. Mm -hmm. So, and the only game that they really owned us was last week. So true. It's and, the only uh, we've. It's the only game we've really been out of, right? Like yeah. It's, aside it's, from the first one, that after 116 days, you should look like that. Mm -hmm. This that was the first game where you're like, this is a very young, inexperienced team. I would, if it was me, I would go back to Philion. He got his first win. Mm -hmm. He hasn't seen Saint John. He's earned it. Give give him give him the net back. For me, that's he's he he earned it. He got his first W. See, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, DLC is the veteran guy. And I don't want to say like I I don't want to say I'm done with him, but I want to see Philion get more games and and kind of keep rolling. And I think he earned it in the win. He played really well. Um, so I would I would reward him with this one. Well, you never know, man. The way this team is falling down and breaking <laughs> ankles, you might uh, you might get your wish, right? Yeah. Uh, so you might have to play defense, and DLC yeah. plays in net. Yeah. At this point, uh, with all these injuries, why don't yeah. we just uh, play with the extra attacker every game and uh, <laughs> turn the nets around? And yeah. uh, you know, like a old school puck uh, pickup hockey. But I don't think uh, I don't think you'll get uh, St. John. Um, it's it's a uh, it, it would be nice to see. I'd love to see him get back to back games. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than the game tonight, I don't know when the other games are. Uh, can you kind of refresh when is? Uh, yeah, I can again? absolutely refresh you. So we play Tuesday, and then we play Saturday, April third, okay, against Bathurst, and okay. then just for fun, we play again on Tuesday, Wednesday. So back to back nights the following week, April sixth, seventh. Oh, so we will have another special Tuesday night uh, podcast, and then Sunday, April eleventh, and Wednesday, April fourteenth. So okay, well he's gonna get one of those back to backs. Yeah, so. That's just the home. That's just the home schedule. I'm not sure what the road schedule right. is. I don't have the whole thing, but oh, back to back home games. Oh, how yeah. exciting! The, uh, the largest, Tuesday, the largest crowd in Canada for a sporting event at yeah. the Avenir Center, which they still aren't promoting. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all cool. We got it. Um, yeah, I, and again, who's going to be in the lineup? No idea. No Throw idea. Throw um, Throw but a dart if, at your call-ups and uh, see where it lands. But, man, if Dao is out, that leaves a huge hole. Mm -hmm. I mean, you saw what kind of hole was left when Jake Stewart went out in the third line. Um, just the amount of face-offs that we just couldn't win. Like, we just got dominated in the face-off group. I mean, Philip Dao is our – he's the engine to making this team go. Like, he's our leading scorer. He's mm -hmm. first-line center. He's on the power play. He's making, making plays better. I mean, this – I don't even like our power play is pretty decent. Penalty kill, not so much. Like number two power play on the road. Can we just maybe that's why we didn't get a power play in Bathurst? <laughs> sense. They're too afraid to yeah. face it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So at home they're thirteenth, uh, sixteen point seven clip on the road, thirty two point four. So for a young team, you know, a road power play is a very difficult uh, place to be good on the power play. Overall, they drop into seventh, penalty killing. Yeah, we just won't talk about no. Uh, yeah, home penalty killing, not great, uh, 68%. Road penalty killing comes up a little bit to 13 And overall, uh, worse in the league at 70.5. So that's where some of these games, and I talked about with the last Bathurst game, learning to win. That's where these come in is if you play discipline, mm -hmm. you you have a shot in, in these ones. And I, you don't want to split up LeBlanc, Stewart, and Danielle? Nope. I'm keeping them together. 
You don't really want to split up Hudson, Loshing, and Langwall. Nope. So who goes into top center? Casey? <laughs> Congratulations. I wouldn't be against it, man. Yeah. His speed is killer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would throw... Uh, Honestly, I don't know. I don't have the team in front of me. I can't yeah. put some lineups together right now, but nor do we need to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against a Nathan Casey getting a first line promotion. I think he deserves it. At least to try it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. We're just waiting for uh, you know to get uh, you know five of our top six forwards back from injury. Uh, that's uh, that's what we're waiting for right now. Then look out. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, we got some games. We're excited. We really don't know what to do. If you're going tonight. Uh, use your December 6th ticket. So let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show. Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I try to avoid politics as much as I can on this show. He truly uh, does. But there's one thing that I need to point out here that uh, deserves some recognition. Um, so... You know, the vaccines and that, they're ramping up. We're, uh, I think we're getting like 64,000 or something in the province this week, which is a lot. Uh, that's enough to pretty much vaccinate the entire city of Fredericton, which is crazy. Um, but I, need to, I, need, I do need to give a shout out to uh, New Brunswick Public Health because uh, in the past four days, they have vaccinated over 20,000 people. Yes. Um, so right now... Uh, 11.8% of the province has received at least one dose. To take that into consideration, I think last week around this time, it was like four point something. So within a week, we've gone up about six percentage points. Um, And I mean, they're saying like, you know, by the end of June, all adults over the age of 16 will have at least one dose, which is absolutely crazy. Like it's... yeah. um, it's, you know, considering if it seems like months ago we were saying that, you know, you might have your first dose by September. But now, like, literally within weeks, we're, that's been moved up three months, right? So that's, it, it's, uh, I don't know what, I don't know if it's just, you know, we have so many, uh, you know, nurses or paramedics or whomever it is that can Mm -hmm. can you know issue a vaccine just stepping up to the plate and getting the job done here but if you look at it like the province has received like just over one hundred twenty three thousand vaccines and they've administered ninety thousand so that seems like you know that that seems like there's a lot kind of sitting in freezers but i think that amount's actually wrong so the last I uh, the last number I saw was that there might only be three thousand sitting in freezers right now, which to me is is some of the tops in Canada. Considering Ontario, there's something like four hundred thousand yeah, yeah. sitting in freezers. So yeah. uh, New Brunswick's really been ramping it up, and uh, it it definitely deserves uh, some recognition um, for uh, for just you know stepping up to the plate. I know we have these some anti vaxxers here that say that it's poison and stuff like that, but you know what? Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, when it's my turn, I'm getting a shot. Um, yep. I don't care if it's Pfizer. I don't care if it's Moderna. I don't care if it's AstraZeneca. I don't care if it's the Johnson and Johnson one that, that we haven't even got a single shot in, in Canada yet. The best one, the best vance vaccine you can get is the one that gets put into your arm. Um, so when it is your turn, 
Uh, as long as you're over 16, just go out and get vaccinated because I want this freaking pandemic to end uh, as quickly as possible. And it doesn't end until it's it's a worldwide effort. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, when it's your turn, uh, if you want it, go out and get it. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. Yeah, I'll be getting that shot in the arm because the only way I'm going home is to go with a vaccine. <laughs> 100%. I, uh, oh, my God, man. I just I have the last week of July and the first week of August booked for vacation. And I'm just praying <laughs> that, that you can go I can somewhere. go to Ontario. Like, if I can't go to Ontario, I think my wife's going to just pack up her stuff and leave me because it'll be like almost two years since she's seen her family. So it's just, just yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think they're doing time. it. Like, it, they're not doing it until 70% of the population has received at least one dose. So, I mean, it's it's it still seems like so far away. But at the same time, if they're saying that we're all going to have at least one dose by the end of June. That's only three months away, right? Yeah. So it's uh, there's going to be a serious ramp up going on in the next few months, and I'm I I can't wait. I'm I'm afraid of needles, but <laughs> I don't care. Just poke me as hard, jam that goddamn thing in my arm so friggin' fast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not going to jump the line or anything like that. I'm going to wait my turn. But when your turn comes, you got your uh, outfit ready to go. Jabby, I'm going to wear my 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 wife beater. Uh, <laughs> You know, and, uh, <laughs> no, so, regrets. no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> tattooed across my chest here with a chain. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously like it's. Uh, I, I have, a, I have a fear of needles, but I'm yeah. so excited for this, for this vaccine. Yeah, I, I, I have tattoos, so I don't really have a fear of needle. But you know, I, I haven't seen my family in a year. They're back in Alberta. I'm not going back to that province until I have a vaccine. So, um, you know, we're not on a pedestal telling you you need to get one. We're just. Let's suggesting you do recommending you do. you do yeah let's let's end this thing together um rosemary lynn's massage wildcast wildcat of the week her grand opening is april 19th from four to eight and then opening day is april 20th sounds very baseball like opening day i like it um Play ball! <laughs> they're located at 1224 mountain road unit six they're offering relaxing therapeutic deep tissue massage mommy to be massages amongst other types uh you can book your appointment starting april 9th just call Nicole at 830-1224 as well. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram, Rosemary underscore Linz underscore Massage. Honorable mention is Thomas Darcy. Uh, he played very well in his debut, had a goal and an assist uh, yesterday or Sunday, I guess. Did you even give your cut of the week? I'm going to. No, he's the honorable mention. Oh, then okay. I'm going to get to. My bad. Um, I figured I'd give that honorable mention first so that you don't give the honorable mention at the end. Right. Um, yeah, had the game-winning goal. Uh, against Bathurst, but we lost a couple D-men in this past week, which meant leaning a lot more on TDJ, uh, and he has delivered for the Cats. Four points in three games. Uh, he had two assists Wednesday. Um, he had a goal and an assist Sunday in Bathurst. Um, I mean, he's got a five-game point streak going, so you know he, he even mentioned Thomas Darcy in the article. So, I mean, he's just been... He won a minute logging defenseman. He's been that guy. Him and Olsen have been the top pair um, for most of the season together. So, you know, your Rosemary Lynn's Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Week is defenseman Tristan DeYoung. That'll do it for this week. Uh, thanks to everyone for downloading, listening to the show. Thanks to all of you for watching. Please let all your friends know. 
Click the link and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Don't forget the game tonight versus St. John. Use your ticket for December 6th. As always, you can download the podcast and, uh, yeah, like and subscribe to YouTube. Oh, man, we're going to have a game against Bathurst, too, on uh, 3rd by the time we get back to next week's show, eh? Look at that. So on Saturday, April 3rd, use your December 13th ticket. Uh, But, yeah, that's it for us. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.